0: crack a in podcast world welcome back to who's driving your car episode 93 no Trace. trace ah! today we are coming at you with a little topic on building life's muscles one step at a time this title has gone back and forth many times so this is just kind of a summation of what we believe is a good title for the time being for what we're going to talk about um, which is going to encompass things like going through processes in life some mental exercises, physical exercises, repetition, maybe a little bit on self-improvement. Basically, um, some tips, pointers, thoughts on, you know, um, improving something in your life. That could, again, like I said, be some mental improvement through reading, uh, Sudoku, stuff like that, uh, physical exercise, which I think all of us can give a little word on, and then just kind of the process as we go through. I think Craig will have a nice special shout-out to our good old buddy, Hal Elrod, as we move <laughs> along here. So um, without further ado, guys, what y'all think of the topic?
1: Well, you know, talking about exercising muscles and all that kind of stuff, I just envision hot dog running around Greywood topless. Strong thing That's to do. It's the envision. first thing that comes to mind. Look at <laughs> look at hot dog working it out. Oh, uh, that's awesome. But I know we're going to be talking a little broader <laughs> things than just, uh, you know, hot dogs. So I think it'll be an interesting conversation today.
2: Would Hot Dog be running topless or working out in the backyard doing his exercises? Uh,
1: he might start off one and then finish uh, the yeah, other direction. Probably. So.
0: That's a good point, too. He actually has incorporated the topless bike ride. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. He's taking it to a new level. Yeah, I mean, he said level. he's incorporated. Did you hear that? <laughs> And like to refer to myself and other tenses <laughs> quite often here. Uh, but before we get moving in, we're going to do the good old Would You Rather. And I'm going to take it this week. Ah! Uh, of course, hasn't yeah. did not come up originally. I'm oh, ready.
1: God. Okay, who's, who's getting the credit today?
0: We're going to give this out to Cheryl Porsche, uh, listener of the podcast, a lady I've known for quite a while, a very good lady. And she texted me the other day. She goes, hey, I got a Would You Rather for the podcast. And I thought to myself, man, I wonder what this is going to be. And I looked at it and I said, this is actually pretty good. I hadn't even answered it myself so yeah
1: you know and everybody you know we appreciate your input you know we're more than willing to consider any topics that you throw out there any would you rathers um you know i have people that text me um those types of things too just like one of our recent topics that we talked about multitasking so if you have an idea that comes up and you would like for us to talk about it or uh, discuss you know whether it be a would you rather or whatever the case may be just throw it out and let's see what happens
0: Okay, Craig, you ready? Let's do this. I'm going to let you tee it off today. Ooh.
2: Ooh.
0: Now I don't even get a chance to like stall. I, I have to like come in hot. Mm. Would you rather be smart or be funny? And look, we're not going to split the baby here on this, Craig. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right, fine. I'm going to go with my gut reaction. I'm going to be smart. You
0: mm-hmm. know, I don't know,
2: because I think like, I could apply that more in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do enjoy trying to be funny. I enjoy humor, and it, I enjoy uplifting people, um, not as talented as Steve in that probably, but I do. Th- maybe being smart would just give me the tools I need to, you know, achieve my dreams, accomplish things, read books on how to be funny. He's <laughs> gonna study up, <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna you study, gonna. Study, study the hell the out master. of it, and be so good at it. No, I'm joking, but yeah, that's gonna be my uh, initial response.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think um, with the profession that are in, you know, you definitely have to have some. Um, intelligence some skill uh to that aspect so I mean right out the gate um, I would say funny but um I don't know that that I would be able to provide people what they need in my profession if I was just a funny man and didn't have any anything to go along with that so with that being the case I'm just gonna have to go with being smart I guess hmm. based Almost on study profession up. yeah I mean, hey, don't want to be making I don't I do but I don't take away from people's, um, health and well-being by just being funny and not being able to find out their problems and resolve their issues or getting them where they need to be. If it's something that, uh, you know, is out of my area of expertise or something beyond my ability to handle. Nice. Mm. Right.
0: I like it. Yep. Mm. Kind of surprised you went that way. Correct? Well, <laughs> I thought he'd go funny too. I wanted to, but mm. I don't know. Okay, I understand that. Uh honestly, I'm kind of thinking in my head, in order to be funny, do you have to be smart?
1: Not necessarily. I,
0: I I know, I'm just thinking. I'm not sure if you do either. Not necessarily is a strong point there, but I think you have to have some wit or smarts to be funny in some ways. You could just be kind of goofy. I think I get laughed at sometimes just because of my ways. I'm not inherently funny. Um even though I've, You've grown I've, in that aspect. I, I have, and it's it's been kind of fun actually. But and I don't really know that I want I would call myself smart either. I'm kind of a little bit of neither here. <laughs> but so, you get
2: to choose which one you want more. I know,
0: I know. And I think if I was going to choose, I would stick on the smart wagon as well. Just, I think it would get, get me through life a little bit more. However, funny might provide more life to me, you know, just laughing. That's good for the soul a little bit. But I think long term, really nothing to do with job, just life in general. I'd rather stick with the smarts. But I thought it was a pretty good question because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people out there want to be funny and may not be funny, or want to be smart, and may be funny. That's true.
1: I think there's a lot of people that go through those things. You know, being funny and having comedic timing is a difficult thing to do. You know, see people try to tell jokes. Um, several people in my family try to do some of those things. Uh, like <laughs> my wife and Andrew, they try to say funny stuff, but it just doesn't come off. <laughs>
0: Wallace, what a shout-out you just got. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Oh, it's true. I make fun. I'll pick on her about that, her, and uh, whenever Andrew gets in the mix, too, I'm like, he gets that from you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, Cheryl, we appreciate the Would You Rather. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, um, a good little thought process to go through there, and I think that can lead us into uh, processes, et cetera, when it comes to, um, building life's muscles. And I think where this started just on the low hanging fruit was exercising or trying to achieve a goal in life. Um, and just keeping yourself kind of mentally smart. What y'all think about the topic, guys?
2: Yeah, I think it's a good topic, you know, life's muscles, which I guess you could interpret anyway, but there's a lot of things in life that we want to get better at, whether it's stronger, healthier, faster, smarter, funnier. Um, and I think, um, like anything, uh, if you're going to build a muscle, it, takes time and takes effort over a period of time, it takes a process, it takes a plan, um, and we can talk about what gets us on track and what derails us. But uh, I'm excited about it and I'm looking forward to talking about all those uh, topics.
1: Yeah, you know, and just to go back to the "would you rather" for a second, I will say my <laughs> wife is smarter than me, so <laughs> maybe well, maybe that's it. This. Maybe she just she has a higher trying. intelligence, and <laughs> that's why she's less. Uh, comedic. It's a balance. It's a balance.
0: (laughs) Poor John, poor, poor John picking himself up here. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, but, um, you know, there are opportunities, um, with, you know, every aspect, I think that you can work on diligently to help improve different aspects of your life whether it may be your vocabulary you know you can look at a word a day or look at a definition a day whether you know it's exercise you know you just be consistent with the activities you know a lot of people fall short where they go out they try to exercise they get um, they overdo it the first couple of days and then they hurt so bad they don't want to go do anything and then they fall off track so I think a big thing regardless of whatever aspect you're you're trying to go after is consistency and uh, you know continuity in the activity that you're trying to achieve
0: you know I think when it comes to this situation you got to try to simplify things which is what I, I tend to try to do in my life and I think all this starts with an idea whatever that is if you're trying to get some some better mental, Uh, happenings going on I know people who sit there and up until you know the end of their time are reading the wall street journal every day to keep themselves uh, mentally sharp whether that be exercising there's obviously a process involved um, but you got to be able to come up with the idea first and I was reading in a recent book um, about ideas and it was telling me or telling the reader the lit yeah the reader that um, you have tons of ideas that go through your head every day and really good ones. It could be inventing something or something you think you might do to improve yourself, but how many of them actually stick? It's very few of them. And so I think a lot of this starts with being able to have an idea that you believe in, want to do. And a little shout out here, it's the magic of thinking big. Um, and so far as the book's concerned, but I, it really stuck with me because I'm a guy that has, I feel like a lot of ideas, a good old shower thoughts is where a lot of these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it comes to forgetting them, not writing them down. Uh, that's another thing he talks about, write them down because you might come back to it and think, man, this was terrible. It might be something pretty good. But I think you got to start with an idea before you can have a process to put in place before you can go through the repetition of showing up every day to complete it. So that's something that comes to my mind that's applicable to any of these items.
2: And one thing that I've kind of come across in the people I've read and followed over the years, Tony and all my boys, um, you, know, uh, you know, having clarity, you know, seeing yourself as already accomplishing the goal. So if you want to lose a certain amount of weight, like having a clear mental picture in your head of what you want to look like um, or how many pounds you want to lose and just really seeing it. And like you mentioned, writing it down, maybe mm-hmm. if the goal is to play a song or like what's your plan and, and writing down your steps or writing down whatever motivational or inspirational things you need to see every day because a lot of times I am not y'all you read a book you read something you're like oh my gosh that could change my life as I read it right now I get it I see what they're saying that's awesome and you never want to forget it. And so what I've started doing is I'm, I'm kind of putting together a list of these one-liners or these quotes that give me that that jolt of inspiration mm-hmm. and print them and put them on a wall. So part of your morning process is you get up and you read those lines that inspires you that moment you read it so you can have that renewed spirit every day of your life. And so having, you know, wake up, okay, this is my goal. And, you know, this is the sort of... Uh, quotes and sayings that inspire me to reach that goal. And I think that's a good step forward, at least for starting your day off.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think uh, a big portion, I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, great ideas every day, like you were saying, but, uh, you know, letting them just pass through their head and not Mm -hmm. identifying them and putting them down in a permanent uh, place where they can be reminded of it. Uh, And then, you know, going through whatever process you need to do that, to decide, you know, is this something important to me? Is this something that I want to pursue and move forward and try to achieve? And then, like CC was saying, you know, what what kind of action steps are going to get you in you know in a proper position in order to you know make that idea a reality? So, um, I think all of those things y'all talk about are big components of it.
0: You know, I think we can swing our way into a few examples. For myself personally, at the beginning of each year, I try to make some goals. And we, we had a podcast on setting some goals. And this is similar to having goals in life. Um, and I set goals for the year. And I look at them. I have them on a little board right uh, by my back door. So it's kind of what Craig's saying with some quotes. But I have that in front of my face. And I'm down to two to go here, uh, which is I start writing this book I've been talking about for a while mm-hmm. and try to get myself on solo travel adventure again. And... I look at that and I think to myself, "Man, I'm done pretty good. Got ten of them about done. One of them was like read six books. I uh, can't believe I'm becoming a reader. It's kind of <laughs> concerning here. Uh, <laughs> man,
1: it's exciting to become a rea- reader. It is. I feel like I'm kind of
0: like John, this dude. You kills think you're books. an attorney or something? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I, looking at that every day, it does inspire me, motivate me to say, "Hey, man, you're down to like three months. Time to get hot. Getting getting to the quarter pole of the race." Uh, so, and I, I like the idea of what Craig's saying. I think people also do the visuals where they cut out pictures of something that they're working on and stuff like that. But I, I was really hoping our boy Johnny here could expound on this because I think you're working on trying to learn a foreign language.
1: That's true. I am. Um, so, I've started a new uh, program uh, called Pimpsler, uh, which really focuses more on the speaking aspect of, aspect of Spanish than the other realms that I've tried. Um, and, you know, it's a 30-minute-a-day program where you do auditory uh, conversations, and then after they, after that, you go through and read it, and there's different flash cords and other things. But, you know, that goes along with the things that we were talking about. You know, what is the goal? You know, the goal is to, for me to become—
0: Yeah, let's break that down, John. What made you want to do the foreign language?
1: Well, that was something that came along with my travels, um, you know, being in another country and needing to ask directions or order food or ask, um, you know, which train do I need to get on? It's, uh, it's an uncomfortable thing when you can't communicate clearly to find out where you need to be, where you need to go. So, uh, during my travels, I was like, I need to, you know, pick up another language and, you know, with Spanish that would help you get around to a lot of different areas without, um, you know, without difficulty. And even traveling in in other countries, like in uh, Italy, you know, I could still understand a lot of the language that was spoken there, even though it wasn't Spanish. And then Portuguese, too. I can still understand a lot of Portuguese. Um, So for me, it was something that I've always wanted to learn another language. And it would be something that I think would just enhance um, that experience of traveling, which is a big importance to me. So, uh, you know, the program is, you know, you put in 30 minutes a day of Doing these things, um, you know, different flashcards, speaking, other things like that. So for me, I'm putting oh, the time and the effort. You doing it every day. Uh, I've been. I've got 20 sections down so far.
0: That's impressive, buddy. With that's four awesome. kids running around.
1: Well, yeah. Some of them <laughs> I'm not able. You know, we talked about uh, focusing on a task and uh, multitasking, and that's one of the things that for me it works best if I am not multitasking. But you know, with all the happenings going on with the house, uh, last night in particular, I had. John Lucia, I was carrying him around and he was ready to eat and my wife wasn't ready to feed him yet. So he was trying to talk to me to say he was ready for some milk and um while I was doing that activity. So uh it's it's a struggle, but it's something that I I would really like to to do. So for me I'm putting in that thirty at least thirty minutes every day to hopefully, you know, exercise my mental capacity to, you know, Transition from being able to, you know, read and understand a lot of Spanish to be able to speak and communicate my thoughts and my needs with, uh, you know, people whenever the Mm -hmm. need arises.
0: I think that's wonderful, John. And I think we'll swing over to Craig. He can also give us a a little bit of maybe inspiration happenings with his. um Craig Cream. That we've yeah, had yeah, in the yeah. process and, and DVDs that he's had out there. That's I keep been, Plus. That's been mm-hmm. a big a big process for you yeah. that you've gone through. And I think we talked some of the, about process, repetition, sticking with something, mm-hmm. an idea that you had at some point. Can you maybe delve into with the listeners a little bit of that? Because I think it's a pretty neat yeah. process y'all been through for years now.
2: I think it's interesting. You know, that was an idea I had that came to fruition, but I don't think it was just spontaneous you have to go back to when i was younger and the first hurdle of my life i had to overcome in high school years was losing weight you know mm-hmm. i wanted to lose some weight and i kept hitting that roadblock i could never start and continue the process because either i gave up or there was something fearful or painful about the process um and so looking back there was a time where i was just sort of forced to take action and i just put one step in front of the other and i was like you know what from everything I've read, if I just do the thing over a period of time, I'll get the goal I want. And at the time, I didn't realize that I was sort of not focusing on the outcome, just focusing on the process. Mm-hmm. To this day, I need to tell myself that sometimes because I still focus on the um, the outcome sometimes, and I think it paralyzes us. And uh, our buddy Hal Elrod has a good podcast, and he he mentioned something similar in one of his recent episodes, had me start thinking about it again. And that if you attach yourself to what you want to happen. Uh, you can create an emotion that slows you down so if you have to look a certain way say exercising and after two weeks of working out you've only lost a pound i'm just wasting my time i'm frustrated but if you it's the law of averages taking baby steps i know like at one point i did p90x and um the uh, instructor said just push play just push play like just show up hit the play button don't worry about what's going to happen um but it's sort of like taking those 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 little steps every day and i remember when i was in residency one of my attendings you know, we had all this stuff we had to learn, and you get these little spurts where you can sit down for three hours and cram a chapter, and it's like, I don't know what I just absorbed. He said, don't do that. Every day, just learn one new thing. That's all you got to do. He goes, if you learn one new thing every day, I promise you, after your residency, you'll know everything you need to know. And it's so true. I mean, it was like, you, sure, you had days where you had study binges, but even if it was a random day, you could take 10 minutes, pick one part of the body, study the nerve and muscles, and you just really took it in that day. And that's it. Next day you did something different. And so over time it happens. And same thing with weight loss. It's like, you know, you may not, you may see the outcome or maybe you can't see the outcome. Don't attach yourself to that. And don't look at all the pain. Just show up. If it's four days a week, just commit to those four days, regardless of what happens. and, And you'll see the benefits over time. I mean, me and Steve see patients with disease processes like diabetes and hypertension, that didn't happen overnight that happened from bad behaviors repeated over a lifetime. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I see people in great shape, it's the opposite, right? They might eat well or exercise over a lifetime. Now a lot of us will associate pain with those efforts, but it doesn't have to be painful. You know, going for a 30 minute walk hopefully isn't too painful for a lot of us. I know some of us have conditions that we can't, but you know, showing up and walking, 30 minutes five days a week and maybe just choosing one of your meals to be healthy could be the difference between having a great quality of life when you're 80 or not and at the time it's like well I can do that right I can go for a walk don't worry about the outcome just show up and the averages over time will um will happen
0: you know, I think what CeCe's saying here has some good merit. A couple things. First, some preparation. So have an idea, prepare. Craig mentions reading stuff, researching it. John probably did the same when he picked out what he was going to do for the language. Uh, both examples into how to do that. But then at some point, you got to decide to jump off. John here sitting here, the first session he had with the uh, learning a new language and Craig talking about with exercise or weight loss, even as simple as push and play. I think there's a lot said for that um, from the mental side of things because it builds confidence and i think when you do something you do it over time you start to build that confidence it's the same thing with you know working out uh in in my case wanting to write a book once you get started and you do it enough and the habit comes in both y'all's instances my instance there's also that level of guilt that will come upon you and be like man i put all this effort in i'm not going to miss that workout today or man i'm not going to go a week learning the spanish what do y'all think about um the preparation versus actually jumping off and, and getting started on something
1: well, to go back to what you were saying, I think you know um, the program that I'm doing now. For for a lot of people who try to learn a foreign language, um, reading and understanding is a lot easier than speaking and get it coming out of your mouth. Like I was talking about, and a lot of that is a confidence. A lot of that is just reps. And that's one thing with this new program that I see is uh, a different different things for me. So I'm really excited about it and encouraged. Um, that, you know, it forces you to speak, 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 speak uh, a lot more than the other things that I've, did, than I've done in the past. So I think it's something that, you know, if it's a goal that you're trying to reach, um, you know, you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone and, and do the things that may be a little difficult and uncomfortable for you in order to achieve
2: it. And I think it's kind of both, Matt, like preparation is sort of like knowing what you want. So you, okay, in Steve's case, I want to be able to speak Spanish. And then there's a process. He's process is, I'm going to do this program 30 minutes a day. Maybe it's 30 minutes every other day. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day for some individuals. But there's a process that you can say, I can do that. But then it's doing the thing. And one thing I'd read was um, sometimes you got to, you know, let's say it's working out and you're sitting on the couch, you're slumped in the seat, and it's like, oh, my God, i got to work out. This is horrible. I don't want to just watch TV and I'm just comfortable right now. And But um, – one thing Howard i mentioned was just action and tony robbins talks about this a lot you know putting your body in motion mm-hmm. as soon as you put your body in motion don't worry about what's going to happen just say okay i am going to stand up and put my tennis shoes on like that's what i'm going to do i'm not worried about working out i'm just putting them on and i'm gonna walk outside or i'm gonna get in my truck don't think about the workout just shoes on and once you start that process it kind of like okay well now i'm here i guess i got to keep going and you know, over time, it'll it'll happen. So in Steve's case, maybe he's one day he's kind of feeling like, I don't want to listen to this. But he tells himself, look, I'm just going to go sit at the computer, and I'm going to hit play on this pro. You know, he's not thinking about it. Just take some action, stand up, move in the direction, and it's those little little bursts of energy that can take you and break your state and get you in motion.
0: And it really works. I mean, myself sometimes, I I very much enjoy working out, exercising. I will normally be like, I'm not gonna look at the whole thing, what I gotta do for the whole workout. I'm like, some days when i don't feel like working out and it works every single time, I'm like, I'm gonna do the first three things. I'm just gonna do a little, you know, chest buys and tries, whatever the first three things out of the 10 exercises are. And then I'm gonna see how I'm feeling. If I only wanna do that, we'll shut it down, but we've done better now, And I'm telling you, I'll be done every single time. Do the first three, then I'm like, well, I'll add a few more on this winds up coming i do the whole entire workout but it's mentally for me i just look at doing the first three exercises and then can get myself um a little further down the road so i think that that's a great point you make right there Craig.
1: yeah i think that's pretty easy for most of us to see as far as you know physical activity and exercises because i agree with you you know once i get started doing a physical exercise i may not want to i may be tired particularly whenever i was doing the, the morning routines a lot you know that was tough to get up and get moving but after a very short period of time, you know, it'd get easier to do. And I think, um, all of these tasks, you know, you could definitely translate that into any other task activity that you're trying to accomplish. So I think getting started and moving in, in that direction, just little steps are all you need to do to get where you, get where you need to go.
2: And I agree. And if you look back after a year of those baby steps, we talk about the title, you know, building these muscles, you'll look back and it'll be something that's natural. I mean, Steve's been walking here speaking fluent Spanish. I have no doubt about it. are um, you looking look, look back, at that confidence, John. I know. I appreciate yeah, that. I it's going to be awesome. And then you'll look back and go, okay, I'm fitting in clothes that are two sizes smaller than they were a year ago. I mean, at the time, you had all this worry and intimidation, but you just took steps. You just showed up. You weren't worried about the outcome. You just knew that God would give you that outcome because if you do anything over a period of time, you can be a master at it and or have the confidence to just make it a new part of your life. What do they say it takes? Is it... 30 days, 90 days to build a habit that becomes three weeks, I think, to be a habit Mm -hmm. permanent. And so if it's public speaking, you know, or whatever it is, just do it over a period of time slowly. I mean, I'm telling you, everything I've learned. So going back to the, the DVDs and the pain cream, it was sort of an idea I had. And I learned the process. And I knew that each part of the process was a baby step. And if I look at the full process, even to this day, it's kind of intimidating for anything I want to do. Sure. And even now I'm trying new things in my life I've never done that are intimidating because I'm not a master of it, but I, I see people who are, and you can always learn from somebody who's been there, but I know, okay, I got 10 steps and each step has 10, um, you know, sub steps. I got to take step one of step one and it's just a baby step in the whole thing. But when you move forward through the first 10 steps, you look back and okay, I've done that. I get it now it's not as scary anymore. And then over time you become a master of what you're trying to do and you can just do it over and over and over.
1: And you know, it was also something that I think was really passionate for you too. So I think, uh, it's easier for, for things that are really excite you. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the pain cream and what was the motivation and inspiration for that?
2: Sure. So, you know, it's like asking what's your, why, like why do Mm -hmm. this? And, um, at least for the pain cream, you know, me and Steve are in the uh, the business of helping people in pain um, through a variety of uh, non-surgical interventions. And a lot of that um, is manual therapy or oral medication or injections, at least uh, in my, my world. And, you know, that's not always a solution. I think a more holistic approach to pain is, is, is sort of helping people with prevention and, and strengthening weak muscles, stretching tight muscles. And if you're going to give them something for pain, Um, Right now, the main options are oral medications or injections. Well, you're taking a chemical or you're injecting a chemical, which is the right thing to do at certain times. But topical analgesics have come a long way and they've helped people reduce pain um, without the need for oral meds. Or maybe it's a good thing to piggyback with a medication. Well, certain products out there have their limitations and I saw an opportunity to maybe create something that was better than what was on the market. And so I looked at what was on the market. I looked at the studies that helped. And and that's kind of what motivated me. And I'm in the business of helping people in pain. So, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I could create something that helped them? And I could watch that outcome and watch them come back and say, hey, this is awesome. So that was, you know, I think having clarity, really good clarity of why you want to do it and seeing yourself accomplish it. Like I knew at the end I could make it happen. There's just a lot of hurdles to get there. And so then it was just sort of take those hurdles. Um, You know, same thing when I lost weight. I knew I could do it because – by nature of physiology and the way God made me, if you eat good and exercise, the Mm -hmm. only outcome, (laughs) the only outcome is to lose weight and look good. And I was like, that's the way, that's how life is. That's just the way God made us. And sure enough, it it worked. And I think with anything you want to do, you do it long enough, you'll be good at it.
1: And to go back to the pain cream, AcuPlus, you know, it is something that, um, you know, it's a great product and it's something that people who are, their goals are getting pain-free. I think it's something that gives them Uh, the opportunity to take those baby steps a lot of times it'll help them be more comfortable during those transition processes doing the manual therapy doing the stretching doing the strengthening exercises so i think it's a great addition Uh, i'm really thankful uh that you've created and i know my patients are too they love it i appreciate that yeah
0: and craig craig had a a talent an idea and he, he stuck with it i think what craig also is alluding to in both with the the cream john with the um, learning some Spanish and the weight loss example even stuff I'm trying to do in my own life with with potentially getting uh, Craig and I have been talking a lot about virtual assistants you can get overwhelmed when you look at the whole picture that's a good example we were talking about before the podcast I started researching using this website Craig told me about and I'm looking at it and I'm like oh my gosh this is like a ton but <laughs> I, it really is overwhelming that was the word I would use for it but you have to you'll feel better about it it's kind of like craig was just saying man you're not a master of it but once you start getting your hands dirty so to speak john learning the the language myself in this situation craig all of us i think it boils down to jumping off and getting your hands dirty a little bit and then you start learning by some type of action uh which i think is pretty important in all these examples we're given
2: it's like imperfect action too Mm -hmm. it's like it's not going to be perfect i mean there might be days you take you know take your steps and it was horrible it did not work out the way you wanted but you did it anyway, and tomorrow you're gonna to do it again. And maybe you'll have a win that day. You know, maybe you you want to try something, you blow a lot of money and it didn't work out, or maybe you want to go and learn something, but you know you didn't have the time to finish it, or you made that sales call and you had to call ten people, and all of them said, you know, do never call me again, waste my time. You know, you can let that defeat you. You can say, oh cool, I made my ten calls. Now tomorrow I'll do it again, and you know, just show up and do the thing, and it uh, it's gonna work out.
1: All right, guys, we're coming into the what made you hit the brakes or pump the gas. Um, We're going to give it to the hot dog man of Lake Charles. You got anything this week?
0: I do, man, and I think it's going to be, I think you could put this either way, but I think it's going to be a um, hit the gas situation. My mom recently went to a... uh, Lady J. Sweet Lady J. Went to a... um, Uh, a little ceremony for my aunt who passed away, a great aunt, great lady. And at the service, um, this little, I don't know if it's a poem, little, not a phrase, was read, and it really stuck with me, so I wanted to share that. And this is what it is. She used to, my aunt used to have it, great aunt used to have it in her books and all over the place. And it says, I'm standing upon a seashore. A ship at my side spreads her white sails to the morning breeze. "'and starts for the blue ocean. "'She is an object of beauty and strength, "'and I watch her at length. "'She hangs like a speck of white cloud "'just where the, sky, where the sea and the sky come down "'to mingle with each other. "'Then someone at my side says, "'There she's gone. "'Gone from where? "'Gone from sight, that is all. "'She is just, a, just as large and mast and hull and spar "'as when she left my side, "'and just as able to bear her load of living freight "'to the place of destination.' Her diminished size is in me, not her. And just at that moment when someone at my side says, there she's gone, there are other eyes watching her coming, the other voice ready to take up the glad greeting. There she comes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool about, uh, I think you can analogize it, your um, transition from being earthly to uh, going to heaven. You know, it's, it's fading out. um as you're here but as you're going in just as much as like a ship or a plane or something's coming in it's like a speck and then it gets a little bit closer and it's there and man it just really made me it definitely made me pause but also made me excited for the you know i think a lot i've I've recently known several people around me who have passed away for one reason or another and that's that's a tough thing but it also is a is a neat thing for the people that are already where we're journeying to go you know eternal happiness in heaven that It's a welcoming that they're seeing just as much as the person physically is leaving us here on Earth. So it's something that really was, I found impactful and a pretty neat thing.
1: Yeah, that is pretty neat. You know, it makes me think back to some of the things that we talked about in other podcasts that, you know, yesterday may not have been a great day, but, you know, you get up today and tomorrow you have those beautiful white sails ready to take you on to a new day, new journey, new destination, uh, and you know, like you like you said, you know, you wake up and you start heading that direction. You're leaving that day or that incident that may not have been a great thing for you, and moving towards something different, something productive, something positive. It could be something amazing. So that's what that's what it made me think about.
2: Man, both you guys nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I see it both ways. Like Steve, like Steve said, I mean, the ship and all its majestic beauty. You think about yourself. I mean, you're you're God's creation, and it's beautiful and you know, waters can be turbulent, and you could be going off in the distance, but the ship is still solid. You're still the being there. So even if you feel like your soul or spirit's in the distance, um, you know, it's still the beautiful ship, whether you're here, whether you're across the world, wherever you're at. And so it's present in time, um, no matter if it's in your hometown or wherever you're going. Uh, God's equipped you with all the gifts and talents, no matter what you know, sort of storm you could be in or what um, part of the ocean of life, quote-unquote, you could be in. And it's funny, man, I've never thought about it that way. Every time I go to a funeral, it's like you're remembering the person, you're seeing them off, you have everybody kind of mourning this person going off into heaven. But on the flip side, is heaven like sitting back, watching somebody come back from a, a marathon to the home, You know, putting their hands up, and everybody's cheering and yelling, yeah. like, here they come, you know? Like, maybe there's a whole party on the other side, <laughs> you know? We're all here kind of crying and upset, and on the other side, it's like this huge celebration. I mean, it's like... That's kind of wild when you think about
0: it. Yeah, it really is. I thought it was just a neat, <laughs> a neat thing, and uh, I'm glad we could could pass that along. And look, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. Uh, if you do get a chance to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate it. And I think I leave you with it. you believe in yourself. Any of these things we've talked about today, you know, building uh, life's muscles one step at a time. You got to have some self belief, and and you really can do more than you think. It's just a matter of trying. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye-bye. hey y'all
1: if you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down subscribe and never miss an episode find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week
0: you can find us on facebook and instagram at who's driving your car podcast
1: perfect timing sun is shining nothing more i You feel
2: like this your best life Won't you sing with me